Holy Father in heaven, glory be unto your name for giving us the privilege to be among the living today. Lord in heaven, we want you to speak to us from your word. The entrance of your word gives light and gives understanding to the simple. So Lord, we pray that as we go through these words, you will grant to us the gift of your Holy Spirit, that we may be granted understanding also, and also be granted power, power to do the things that we learn. Lord, of my own self, I can do nothing, say nothing of my own that will be of benefit to anyone. So I pray, please grant me the right words to speak. Grant me of your spirit, Lord, that all that would be said would be a blessing to all who are listening. Thank you, Lord, for hearing and answering our prayers. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Conflict and Courage, February 7. No questions asked. By faith, Abraham when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 8 Abraham had grown up in the midst of superstition and hedonism. Even his father's household by whom the knowledge of God had been preserved were yielding to the seductive influences surrounding them, and they served other gods than Jehovah. The message of God came to Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. In order that God might qualify him for his great work as the keeper of the sacred oracles, Abraham must be separated from the associations of his early life. Abraham's unquestioning obedience is one of the most striking evidences of faith to be found in all the Bible. It was no light test that was thus brought upon Abraham, no small sacrifice that was required of him. There were strong ties to bind him to his country, his kindred, and his home. But he did not hesitate to obey the call. He had no question to ask concerning the land of promise, whether the soil was fertile and the climate healthful, whether the country afforded agreeable surroundings and would afford opportunities for amassing wealth. God had spoken and his servant must obey. The happiest place on earth for him was the place where God would have him to be. Many are still tested as was Abraham. They may be required to abandon a career that promises wealth and honor, to leave congenial and profitable associations and separate from kindred to enter upon what appears to be only a path of self-denial, hardship, and sacrifice. God has a work for them to do. Who is ready, at the call of providence, to renounce cherished plans and familiar associations? Who will accept new duties and enter untried fields? He who will do this 
has the faith of Abraham and will share with him that far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory with which the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 17, Romans chapter 8 verse 18. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is No Questions Asked. And we are continuing to study the history of the world in general. Last, uh, the last time in our devotion, we looked at confused and scattered, where God scattered those who were building that tower of Babel, and we would want to see what happened after that. We are going to be looking at the life of the man who is called the father of faith, Abraham. So while Nimrod and his cohorts, in their desire to be great, were building a city and a tower to make a name for themselves. The Lord came and confounded their language that they could not understand themselves anymore. One can only imagine the kind of confusion that they had that day. Perhaps they didn't even know what had happened to them. But when they figured it out, they would have known that truly there was a God. I wonder whether some of them would have looked up to the heavens in defiance, in annoyance, realizing that the Lord who they thought was going to destroy them with a flood had come down to see and had confused and scattered them that they could not understand one another again. The confusion that day, I wonder how long it took them to realize that something spiritual, something supernatural, miraculous had happened among them and then they would have realized that the Lord, the God, He is God and there's nothing that they can do to come together against Him. Eventually, they had to disperse. You remember that these people were idolaters, intentional idolaters who never wanted to worship the God of heaven. And also to put in perspective, understand that this was just about 102 years after the flood. Perhaps at the time when Peleg was born, he gave birth to his own child at 35. So roughly 150 years that at most that this happened. At most 150 years. At this time, Noah was still alive. He was in his 700 years and above. Shem was still alive. He was just about 200 and something years. Ham was alive. Japheth was alive. They witnessed these things happen. And like we read, they must have warned, apart from Ham of course, they must have warned these people over and over again not to do this and they prayed. They did pray and the Lord intervened. This confusion of confounding their language led to the numerous gods which we see today one God by many names. As they got confused and scattered, those who spoke similar languages went the same way to live among themselves. They took their gods with them, but then they started to call their gods by different names, but yet while maintaining their system of worship. The names of the pagan deities will now be different for each language and the different groups, while the common themes, rituals and worship styles were retained wherever they went. Now this is the reason we see many similarities between the gods of this world. It is this that the Bible calls Mystery Babylon. The ancient religious system is called Mystery Babylon. These pagan deities are referred, referenced in the Bible as maybe you hear Baal, Dagon, Asherah, the Queen of Heaven. 
we even hear that later Nimrod will die and who will be called the sun god and his son Tammuz and his wife Ashtoreth who we even know today as Diana, Asherah, Ishtar is still the same god and many other names by which they call them they were all worshipped by the vast majority of the people and this is what we see displayed in many of the religions of the world today that's why you see the similarities in these hidden worship styles now many years later it will be found that the children of Shem, who were the faithful worshippers of God, will also be affected by this apostasy. And idolatry had become so widespread that even the children of Shem had mixed its practices in the worship of God. The ninth generation from Shem, the father of Abraham, which is who is called Terah, his own father, Nahor, they were all affected by this idolatry and this was the family that Abraham was born into. We read in Conflict and Courage, page 44, paragraph 2, Abraham had grown up in the midst of superstition and hedonism. At this time, it was just some hundred years after the flood and the, the flood had been abating and coming down and down and land was appearing and you see that the people were building cities for themselves but the Lord wanted them to disperse. They were people who were in the one side of the flood there was a great river called the river Euphrates, a very great river, and many of them stayed on one side of that river. And very few of them wanted to cross that river and go to the other side of the river Euphrates. They all were clustered. They wanted to stay in one environment like they were building that city, but the Lord dispersed them. Abraham was born to a family of Shem who were also living among these children of Ham in Ur of the Chaldees, which is known as Babylon. That's where Abraham grew up and his family had gotten affected by the idolatry that was going on. His fathers worshipped other gods and Abraham was born into this family of worshipping other gods. He was a Babylonian. The Abraham who we know today was a Babylonian. Look at it in Joshua chapter 24 verse 2. It says, And Joshua said unto the, all the people, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, your fathers dwelt on the other side of the flood. If we read it in another version, it says, Your fathers, your ancestors, lived beyond the Euphrates River. That's why it says on the other side of the flood in old time. Even Terah, the father of Abraham, and the father of Nahor. And they served other gods. And I took your father, Abraham, from the other side of the flood, and led him throughout all the land of Canaan and multiplied his seed and gave him Isaac. So here we see that the world at the time they knew themselves as those who dwelt on one side of the flood or the other side of the flood or I could say now one side of the great river Euphrates or the other side of that great river. The river, the river is called the Great River and very few of them wanted to cross it and this is the origin of what we know as Hebrews. Abraham eventually, as we will see now, crossed this great river and we will see the significance of crossing that river. So the Lord appeared to Abraham, Genesis chapter 12, reading from verse 1 to 3. Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. 
and I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Amen. So God's call to Abraham met him in the midst of his family of hedonism and superstition. And Abraham was supposed to be made a great person. God said to him that he would make his name great. Like I said earlier, Genesis 11 verse 28 tells us where Abraham was dwelling. Haran died in the land of his birth in Ur of the Chaldeans, while his father, Terah, was still alive. The Chaldeans are the ones who we know as the Babylonians. They dwelt in Ur. Ur is the place of Babel, that same place where Nimrod had made his name. This is where Abraham dwelt. That's where he grew up. He was verily a Babylonian. And now we read in Conflict and Courage, page 44, paragraph 3, in order that God might qualify him for his great work as the keeper of the sacred oracles, Abraham must be separated from the associations of his early life. End of quote. God told Abraham, get thee out of thy country, thy kindred, thy family, separate yourself from them. Then I will bless you. Abraham must come out of Babylon in order for him to be a blessing to the world and be made a great nation. The Lord said to him, when you do this, I will make your name great. I will make your name great. Not only that, and you will be a blessing to all the world. Hmm. Very important lesson for us. Very important lesson. Genesis 12 verse 2 and 3. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that cursed thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. What are the conditions by which Abraham may be a blessing to all families of the earth? He must separate from his family. He must separate from his country, both physically and spiritually. This is why we have the word called Hebrew today. Like I said earlier, and as we have seen in the book of Joshua 24, verse 2 and 3, there Joshua reminded his people, our ancestors, Terah, he mentioned their name, Nahor, Terah, Terah, Abraham, they were worshipping other gods. They dwelt on the other side of the flood, on the other side of the great river Euphrates. And the Lord called them to come to the other side of the flood. And you see where Joshua told them that those who stay on the other side of the flood represent spiritually the worshipping of other gods. It represents Babylon, Babylonianism, the idolatry and practices that are not in harmony with the word of God. And when you cross that river, Euphrates, then the name is given to you, Hebrew. The meaning of the word Hebrew is those who cross. Cross the great river, Euphrates, or spiritually cross from Babylon to the worship of the one true God. That is the meaning of the word Hebrew. In Joshua's address to the Israelites, he later said to them, in Joshua chapter 24, verse 14, he said to them again, Now therefore the Lord, now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood, that's on the other side of the great river Euphrates, and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. So from here we see that, associated with the other side of the flood where Abraham grew up is the worship of other gods 
and then the crossing from that side of the flood or that side of river euphrates to the other side represents the crossing from worshiping other gods to the worship of the one true god it represents separation from babylon coming out of babylon and worshiping god crossing over means going from being a worldly babylonian to becoming the israel of god and a child of abraham it also means surrendering one's life totally to god you see the sacrifice of crossing over is too great for many people to make and requires a payment of a price that is very high which is the dying to self pride one's own will and even a change of lifestyle and the loss of your friends and family members and even your status in the world will be lost to leave the spiritual babylon and go over and cross the great river euphrates and not just the great river euphrates because where god led abraham he just he didn't cross only the river euphrates he still had to cross the jordan river and that's why they were called the hebrews those who cross he crossed the great river euphrates and the jordan river so to leave and the spiritual babylon and cross euphrates and jordan to the other side and come to the land of israel as a spiritual hebrew means that the fame the fortune the goods and all the prosperity that you the world has to offer to you must be laid aside your plans must be laid aside your dreams must be laid aside and then you must become a servant or a slave of jehovah of the one true god it also means embracing god's word as the law and your guide and the instruction for righteousness this is what it means and what it meant for abraham and for us today the lord is making the call to us come out of babylon abraham grew up in superstition and hedonism and many of us have grown up oh in terrible experiences we may not have idols physical idols in our house that we are bowing to but we grew up with wrong training wrong practices and we have experienced these things and some of us have even suffered under it the old call to come out of babylon the awe of the chaldees is coming to you today come out of your own babylon the lord is calling you second corinthians chapter 6 verse 14 says be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers what fellowship had righteousness with unrighteousness and what communion had light with darkness verse 16 says what agreement had the temple of god with idols for you oh brother and sister don't look down on yourself you may have experienced many evil things and you look at yourself as vile you look at yourself as unclean you look at yourself as terrible and unworthy to be called the temple of god but the lord is saying to you for you are the temple of the living god don't look at your past you are the temple of the living god as god has said i will dwell in them and walk in them and i will be their god and they shall be my people wherefore brother wherefore sister come out from among them and be ye separate saith the lord and touch not the unclean thing and i will receive you and will be a father unto you and you shall be my sons and daughters and i said the lord almighty this is the call that came to abraham come out separate yourself from your family from your country 
that is the only way that the Lord was going to bless Abraham. And the only way you can receive the blessing of the Lord today is by coming out. Coming out. There's a ministry called Coming Out Ministry. I love that ministry so much. There are people who were from childhood, age 3, age 4, age 6, have been engaged in all kinds of sexual sin and led them to homosexuality, the LGBT lifestyle, just say, in general, the gay life. And by the grace of God, they formed a ministry called Coming Out Ministries, coming out of their lifestyle of evil and all the vileness they have practiced. Coming Out Ministries, the Lord needs us to be in this ministry of coming out. Abraham came out. We, the Lord is telling us, come out. The call to us today, the last messages of this world, the three angels' messages, Revelation 14 verse 8, in the midst of this message, the final call to the world, also found in the book of Revelation 18, is said to us, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she had made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. And in Revelation 18, we are told, come out from among her, and be ye not partakers of her sins. The Lord knows that in our upbringing we have been partakers of her sins, but the Lord says, You are the temple of the living God. Come out. Come out. Whatever the practices have been, the Lord wants to be your father. Come out. Whatever your 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 sufferings and your sins are, the Lord says, Come out. What is the idol in your life? Is it dress? Is it food? Is it the love of the pleasures of this world? Is it sexual intercourse? Is it the, 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 the wealth and the fame? The Lord sees it and is saying to you, you are in Babylon, come out from among them and be ye separate. Like we read in Conflict and Courage, page 44, paragraph 5 and 6, many are still tested as was Abraham. They may be required to abandon a career that promises wealth and honor to leave congenial and profitable associations and separate from kindred to enter upon what appears to be only a path of self-denial, hardship and sacrifice. God has a work for them to do. Who is ready at the call of providence to renounce cherished plans and similar associations? Who will accept new duties and enter untried fields? He who will do this has the faith of Abraham and will share with him that far more exceeding weight of eternal glory. End of quote. Here we are seeing the call is coming to you and I know the Holy Spirit is touching someone's heart and telling you, come out. Come out from your life of sin. And for others, it's not just about a life of sin, it's about changing your plans. For Abraham, he needed to change his plans. Abraham was 75 years when this call came to him. Surely he had his business. Abraham must have had his house. He must have had establishments that he had already been doing. He must have had his wealth. He must have had friends and family who he had grown up with for a very long time. And he had friendships and filial relationships that was strong, that was not supposed to be easily broken. But yet, Abraham obeyed without questioning. He didn't ask God whether where God was calling him to had better prospects than where he was. He didn't ask how the land was. You know, if you read the book Pilgrim's Progress, when Christian was leaving, answering his own call to come out of the city of destruction, out of Babylon, someone followed him whose name was Pliable. Pliable only followed Christian wanting to know. Christian didn't want to know. 
He only left out of love for God, which made him hate his sins. He hated his sins and wanted to overcome it. But here it is that Pliable wasn't hating his sin. He was only coming out because he had heard that the land is good. And he was asking Christian, tell me, what is that land like? What is there to enjoy? And Christian was trying to explain to him. But as soon as there was hardship, Pliable got offended and went back to the city of destruction. He went back to Babylon. If you are leaving Babylon, it is not supposed to be because you have heard that the land is good, that there's better business in the place the Lord is taking you to, that there's no hardship, that it's all going to be sweet, it's all going to be milk and honey. Abraham did not ask one question about what that land was going to be like. Abraham did not ask one question of whether his prospects for wealth and prosperity was going to be better in the place he was going to. Abraham asked no question about what the Lord was going to bless him with. All he heard was a call to come out and all he did was obey. He came out and the Lord was going to make his name great. How do we make our name great? Is it by going to build towers like the people who did in this Babel? Is that what we do to go in ambition, to make a name for ourselves, to achieve great things? The greatest thing you can achieve is to obey God. That is how to make your name great. Till today, we still keep talking about Abraham, Abraham. The Lord indeed made his name great. But how? Was it by him going to uh, conquer the world? Was it by him building a city for himself and building large houses? He lived in tents till the day he died. Not one house. Abraham built not one house for himself. He didn't write his name in monuments on rocks and write like Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar was here. He didn't write anywhere Abraham's tomb, Abraham's house or nothing like that to make his name great. He didn't build statue of himself. He didn't build large-sized um monuments to show that he existed all he did was obey do you want to, to, to bless the world the lord said to abraham that when you do this separate you will be a blessing to the world and i will also bless you do you want to be a blessing to the world the best thing you can do for the world for your family for your friends who are not worshiping god is to separate from them in practices separate from them in lifestyle that is the best thing you can do for them the lord is calling you isaiah 51 the lord says to you isaiah 51 verse 1 hearken to me ye that follow after righteousness ye that seek the lord look unto the rock from whence you are hewn and to the hole of the pit whence you are digged representing the lifestyle you lived before the pit where you were digged look unto abraham your father and unto sarah that bear you for i called him alone and blessed him and increased him the lord is calling you alone stop asking and waiting for your parents to listen stop waiting for your friends to hear stop waiting for the country some of us are saying oh my pastor has not yet believed therefore i cannot believe the lord is calling you alone why are you waiting for your pastor why are you waiting for your friends why are you waiting for your family the lord is calling you alone isaiah 51 verse 2 god said to abraham i called him alone verse 3 for the lord shall comfort zion he will comfort all his waste places verse 4 hearken unto me my people and give ear unto me O nation for a law shall proceed from me and i will make my judgment to rest for a light of the people my righteousness is near my salvation is gone forth and mine arms shall judge the people the isles 
shall wait upon me, and on mine arm shall they trust. Lift up your eyes to the heavens, and look upon the earth beneath, for the heavens shall vanish away like smoke, and the earth shall wax old like a garment, and they that dwell therein shall die in like manner. But my salvation shall be forever, and my righteousness shall not be abolished. Therefore hearken unto me, ye that know righteousness, the people in whose heart is my law. Fear ye not the reproach of men, neither be ye afraid of their revilings. This is the word of the Lord to us today. God is telling us, don't be afraid. Look at the heavens. Look at the earth. All of them are going to be destroyed. If you are saying, oh, I don't want to separate. I don't want to hear this call from the Lord to separate from Babylon. Because I'm thinking that there's something I'm attached to in this earth and in the heavens. That if I separate from them, it will be like taking my life away from me. The Lord is telling you, all those things are going to be destroyed. But my salvation, which I want to give to you, shall last forever and ever. Therefore, come out from among them. The call still remains to us. Psalms chapter 45, verse 6, verse 10 and 11. Hearken, O daughter. Hearken, O daughter. Hearken, O son. And consider. Consider these things you have just heard. Seeing that the earth and the heavens are going to be destroyed. And all the things that you own. And even the lifestyle that we live in is destroying us. Consider them. And incline thine ear. Forget also thine own people and thy father's house. Verse 11, so shall the king greatly desire thy beauty, for he is the Lord, and worship thou him. Amen. You see, God calls us out of a life of bondage to a life of freedom, out of idolatry to a worship of the one and only true God. Some of us have our lives so complicated and twisted based on the past decisions we have made. We may be reaping the consequences of our decisions. We may be in the dearth and the filth of our sins. Jesus calls you today. Come out from among them. Our friends and family and our environment may be such as of a nature as to uh, keep us in sin and being around them will not help them or help us. The Lord is calling us to come out and be separate for this is the only way we can be a blessing to, to the world and to ourselves. You see, there's someone who used to say, that you cannot help the poor by being poor. The best way you can help them is by having something to give to them. You cannot help your family and friends by being like them if they are not like God. The best way you can help the world is by separating from the world. You have to understand that separation from the world is not because you hate them, but it's because you love them and want to be a blessing to them. Being like them cannot help them. The best way you can help your friends, your family, the world in general is how Abraham was told to help them. Abraham was told that only when he separates from them, both in practices and even in his location, was that was the only way that he was going to be a blessing to the world. The Lord said to him, and I will make you a blessing unto the whole world, that is if he separates. And the call is to us today that we must come out of Babylon. And then we can be a blessing to the world. Now, how do we do this? How did Abraham do it? We read in Hebrews 11 verse 8, By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. Amen. That is how Abraham did it, by faith. What is faith? Romans chapter 10 verse 17. 
So then, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith simply means to hear God's word and obey it. And obey it, trusting that he who has spoken knows what he is saying. You may not know the end of it. Abraham did not know where he was going. You may not be able to understand everything the Lord is saying and why he is saying what he is saying. You may not be able to give a reason for what you are doing. But the only thing you know is that you know the person that spoke. And by virtue of that, you listen and obey. Unquestioning obedience, that was how Abraham left. Abraham did not know the land he was going to. He had no idea whatsoever where he was going to. He was just going. Why? Because he trusted he who told him to leave. This is the kind of faith we must have. You may not know what is expected when you separate from Babylon. You are not expecting that there's going to be prosperity and all of that. No, you are leaving because you love the Lord and you know that he who has told you to leave has good intentions for you. You may face hardships, but you, you trust the love of God. You trust the wisdom of God that he is giving you the best thing that you deserve no matter where you go. And we will see that when Abraham left, it was not all rosy for him. And he did not run back to Babylon because things were rough. Things were really rough for Abraham a good number of times. Things were tough and hard. But never did Abraham consider going back. Why? Because he never left because he was expecting things to be easy. So for us too, when you are leaving Babylon, don't think that life is going to be easy. Live by faith. Abraham was not told that the land he was going to go to was place where business would be booming. No, he wasn't. He could have had many excuses as to why it was not possible to obey, but he trusted the person who was speaking. This is what it means to have faith in God. It means to obey without questioning. Trusting he who has commanded you loves you, and also he is infinite wisdom. He did not selfishly expect that God will make him rich. In Luke 14 verse 25 to 27, Jesus addresses this kind of mindset. He said, when he saw great multitudes following him, and it says, he turned and said unto them, If any man come to me, and hate not his father, and mother, and wife, and children, and brethren, and sisters, and yea, his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever does not bear his cross, and come after me, cannot be my disciple. Amen. If we are answering this call to come out, you must do it in love, not in selfishness. Selfishness will take you back because when you come out in selfishness, thinking that the Lord is going to give you this and give you that, eventually when you face hardship, you will run back to Babylon. Don't come out in selfishness. Come out because you hate Babylon. Come out because you see that the practices of Babylon are destroying you. Come out because you love the Lord who has protected you, who has blessed you in spite of your sins. The time is now to bless him, to love him. The time is now to obey him, seeing that he has been good to you. Not because you are expecting anything from him, but because you love him. This is the way to answer this call by faith, trusting he who has told you to come out. Those who are motivated by prospects of plenty cannot work with God, for there will be many disappointments along the way. It has to be a faith that works by love and purifies the soul. Selfishness defiles the soul and leaves the soul impure. 
Abraham had a pure love and faith in God. He wanted to make God's name great and God promised to make his own name great. Trust God. He will take care of all your needs. Don't mistrust him. When you are considering leaving, you are thinking, oh, if I obey God, I'm going to lose my job. My friends will hate me. My family members will come against me. The Lord is saying, come out. As we read in the book of Psalms, chapter 45, the call still remains. After you have calculated and seen all the things that will come to you when you answer this call, the Lord still stays, says to you, Psalm 45, verse 10, Hearken, O daughter. O son, hearken and consider. Incline your ear. Forget also thy own people and thy father's house. So shall the king greatly desire thy beauty, for he is the Lord, and worship thou him. Hearken is what the Lord is saying. Uh, yes, you will separate from friends and family and all, but yet the Lord will desire your beauty and he will be a father unto you if you would only hearken to this call. I pray that the Spirit of God will touch our hearts. Perhaps there are things that we need to drop in our lives to come out of Babylon and cross that river, that spiritual river, and leave idolatry and serve the Lord on the other side of Jordan, on the other side of great river Euphrates, to worship the true God. The beliefs that you have had in the past that are not in harmony with the Word of God, you need to drop them. That is what it means to cross and be like Abraham. The practices that you have, not in harmony with the word of God, needs to be given up. And we need to adopt the true practices of the word of God. And that is how our name can be made great. And especially, that is how you can be a blessing to all the world. May we be blessings to the world is my prayer. Amen. Let us pray. Loving Father in heaven, bless your children, I pray. Decisions need to be made. We need to cross that river to the other side of Jordan, to the other side of the great river Euphrates, that we may be true worshippers of the God of heaven. Lord, there are some of us now considering the changes that we need to make in our lives, changes in our practices, changes in our plans that we know are not in harmony with your will. Or some of them in and of themselves may not be bad plans, but you are calling someone to a life of ministry, a life to serve the Lord. Lord, I pray that by your grace and spirit you shall give power to all of us, that we may answer this call to come out of Babylon and to be children of God. Lord, be a father unto us. Create circumstances around us that will make it easier for us or that will give us power, power to make the decision. There were many in the days of Abraham who couldn't cross that river. They wanted to but couldn't. Lord, please give us the grace that we, like Abraham, will cross over from that spiritual worship of Babylon to the worship of the true God. Please, Lord, do this for us. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. <music>